Welcome to the Movie Lab. This is Michael. And I'm Damien. And today, Damien, we're here to do our first show in a series of shows in our retrospective Harry Potter series. So today we're going to be reviewing The Philosopher's Stone. And this is in the lead up to uh, the new Fantastic, Bill, uh, Fantastic Beasts film, The Crimes of Grindelwald. So look forward to that. But in the meantime, uh, we're just going through the classics, the Harry Potter films, the old J.K. Rowling original book series. Yeah, now you're a you're a huge Harry Potter fan, aren't you, Michael? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm glad you brought that up, Damien. Uh, yes, uh, I started reading Harry Potter when I was in, I think, grade five, so I would have been about 11 years old or something like that. And uh, I remember I read through... At that stage, the first four books were out, um, and I, I remember I read through all four, and I, I loved them. And I think it was not too long after that that the film came out. And um, I remember being really pumped. Me and my friends were just obsessing over it and how great it was going to be. And uh, I remember I, se- I remember seeing this film for the first time in cinemas and just hating it. Like hating that it wasn't. Because it was the first time I'd seen a film that was based on a book that I'd just read. And I just assumed, being a kid, that the film would basically be the book word for word, like come to life. And I was so disappointed to see that it wasn't that way at all. Pretty much from the very first scene, you, you notice that it's not exactly like the book. In minor ways, mind you, nothing too serious. Uh, but at the time, I just wasn't really ready for that. So I just hated it for not being exactly how I wanted it to be in my head, which is a very immature 11-year-old thing to do. But then I, I've, I've gone back and watched it since. And in fact, you know, I think I've seen this movie probably in excess of about 10 times. Um, and uh, I just, uh, yeah, it, it's just one of those things that's like... A, it's just a film that I chuck on every now and then. Um, my, sometimes my girlfriend and I watch it at home or sometimes I, I watch it at a friend's place or usually around uh, Christmas time. I always feel like Harry Potter is uh, appropriate. I don't really know why. I feel like they're, they're not really Christmas movies, but I just associate them with Christmas. I don't know why. And yeah, it's something that, um, that I've watched many, many times. So, uh, you know, and, and, and not just the film. Um, Harry Potter is something that's been really important to me, particularly when I was uh, growing up. You know, I sort of grew up as Harry grew up in the book series. It was around about my age every single time I read one of the books. So, um, yeah, look, I love Harry Potter. Um, I've read and reread those books many times. I've seen the films many times. So I'm a big Harry Potter fan. And Damien, you're the exact opposite to me, aren't you? That's uh, true. I'm not a Harry Potter fan really at all. Like I've seen the films when they came out. I think I read the first book back in primary school, but other than that, that's about it. I haven't really had that much interest in it outside of the films when I was a kid. Yeah, and I've tried to get you into it a couple tried of times. Tried very hard. Yes, and you've just you dug your little heels in and you will not... <laughs> You won't have a bar of it, which is fair enough. You know, it's not for everybody, but... Um, I think yeah. Maybe I kind of missed the mark on it, but you never know. Yeah, maybe. You maybe might these around. films will reintroduce me to Maybe it. they'll light that little flame and get you going and start you on your little journey. Anyway, um, okay, so this film is directed by Christopher Columbus, starring Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, Emma Watson, Robbie Coltrane, Maggie Smith, Richard Harris, Alan Rickman, and many others. There's a big, big, well-known cast in this film. Uh, The plot. So, after being rescued from his neglectful uncle and aunt, Harry Potter, a young boy with a great destiny, discovers that he is a wizard. Not only that, he is the most famous wizard in the wizarding world, famous of the downfall of the dark Lord Voldemort when he was only just a baby. Though Harry has no memory of this, 
He is thrust into the magical world as he begins his first year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Now, notice in that plot summary, Damien, I didn't mention the Philosopher's Stone at all. And uh, part of the reason for that is that this film, because uh, it, it's the first, and this is the ghost for the book as well, because it's the first in a big, long fantasy series, it has to set up so much. And so much of this film is just setting up the world, setting up the characters, just setting up everything that's going to come later. And so th- this film has an, a tremendous task um, by, by doing all of that. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, it definitely seems like there isn't a whole lot of actual plot in the film. Like, it's kind of sprinkled in every now and then, but it doesn't really pick up until, like, the last act of the film is when the plot really starts to become the main focus of the film. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the first half is Harry discovering that he's a wizard and going to the, you know, the or entering the wizarding world and, and going to Hogwarts and, uh, and, you know, learning about all of that there. And that's... You know, that's one of the great things about fantasy is um, escaping to a different world. So, you know, uh, it's I'm not not having a go at the movie at all. Um, that this is that's, that's what it's doing. It's it's getting into this Harry Potter world, this fantasy world that um, that that you know, this is one of the things that if you love Harry Potter, you just love this magical world. So, um, you know, I, I'm not having a go at it at all. But that I mean, it's just funny that the the title of the film, the Philosopher's Stone or the Sorcerer's Stone, depending on where you're from. Uh, it, th- th- that's not even really mentioned until, as you said, probably more than halfway through the film, um, which is odd, but uh, but not to its detriment. I mean, th- th- there's nothing wrong with the structure of the plot of this film. Um, it, it works br- brilliantly. Like I, no. I, I'm with it the whole way. But it is it's interesting, yeah, that um, it doesn't really have a very direct plot until the second half of the film. Yeah, and uh, they do manage to actually pace it out pretty well with that. Really well. Like, they manage to not actually make it feel like everything's being rushed in the last part of the film because they do, you know, they, they put in a few different plot threads around that they all kind of come together at the end. Yeah. Yeah, they sprinkle them around. There's like kind of this intrigue and mystery going around about, you know, once you find out what the stone is, and then, you know, who's who's doing, who's making all these bad things happen at the school. Yeah. You know? Because all, all of the Harry Potter films, and this one's no exception, um, all the stories, they're, they're kind of mystery stories. Um, and there's always a, a bit of a twist at the end. And you have to kind of piece it together as you go. And and that's something that I loved uh, reading the books. And, well, you know, I knew the story going into the films. But reading the books, I loved... Um, just, just trying to figure out what the hell was going on, and then, um, and then you, you know, you get the big reveal at the end, and that's kind of a Harry Potter thing that happens in every one of the books. But um, uh, one of the things that I loved about just the first half of this film, and even though there's not much plot really in the first half, um, one of the things that I that I loved about Harry Potter, and I feel like this is not spoken of that much, not, not that I've heard of, but um, one thing that makes Harry Potter so relatable for a lot of people is just this feeling of being at school. Um, and just the day-to-days of getting to this class, that class, you know, meeting this student, that student, there's good ones and bad ones, and, and you know, there's, there's all that study and everything like that. And I, one of the things I loved, particularly in the book, and I think the film does this really well too, is it just, it really makes you feel like Hogwarts is a real place. And I just loved, one of my favourite things about the the story um, is, just, uh, is just all the going-ons at, at Hogwarts. So... Yeah, I, I feel like the film captured that really well. Yeah, and look, the the tone of this film is much different from I'd say the the next ones to come. It's a it's a pretty light, fluffy sort of tone, and there is there are some you know there's villains and and evil and things like that going on, but 
But this film had a, a much nicer, probably more kid-friendly tone mm, than the other it's, ones it's, do. I'd say it's really kind of whimsical in a way. Like, there's a lot of just, like, sometimes you're just kind of in awe of, like, this new magical world that you're experiencing with Harry for the first time. Yeah, there is a lot of that. And there are a lot of long sequences where, you know, we pan over the Great Hall or the Quidditch pitch or, you know, and things like that. And a lot of it's just sort of just soaking in this magical world. And that's part of what the film does, really, is it just brings the books to life. That's what it's trying to do. So that's why we get those sequences. And I, I, I'm happy with all of it. Um, you know, again, this this has to set up so much. So, uh, you know, you have to sort of expect that in, a, in an introduction to what is a, an eight-part series. So uh, I think the... The CGI in this film. This was released in 2001, so quite a a long time ago now. And, uh, you know, it's forgivable, really, that it's aged a bit. But there are a lot of pretty jarring CGI sequences, particularly when when anything involving a broomstick is involved. Oh, definitely. The first time... Usually if it's a person as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because, I mean... People are harder to animate than yeah, other they, things. They kind of end up looking very rubber-like. Car- yes, uh, and just cartoony. And um, there's uh, there's one sequence in particular where one student's learning how to fly. And, uh, and yeah, the CGI in that's just <laughs> awful. And the Quidditch scene, um, I don't want to rag on it too much. I mean, I, I still enjoy watching it. But, geez, yeah, a lot of the CGI in that in that sequence is is really dated. Mm, especially because it's a very well-lit scene, so it's, you can really kind of tell all the problems Absolutely. with it. Like in some other scenes, they keep it kind of in the dark or it's not very human-like, so it kind of it meshes a bit better, but in the particular the Quidditch scene, it's very jarring. I yeah, think. you're right, you're right. But again, I mean, this was a this is a fairly old film. CGI wasn't, wasn't new in 2001, but it certainly wasn't to the level that it's at now so it's really forgivable all that stuff and it, it doesn't take anything away from the film I don't feel it's just uh, yeah okay so it wasn't it doesn't really hold up to today it was in, made in 2001 you know what do you expect um, I think the acting overall in this film was pretty good it was to a, a reasonable standard I guess uh, if you have any complaints at all it would probably be about the main the three leads um, Daniel Radcliffe Emma Watson and, and Rupert Grint uh, particularly Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson, there are a couple of times when the acting is not wooden, but just a little bit, just a little bit not that great. Com- particularly yeah. when you compare it to a lot of these really seasoned actors that are that are playing a lot of the, a lot of the teachers. You know, guys like Alan Rickman and and Richard Harris and Robbie Coltrane. I mean, you know, uh, when you see the kids exchanging dialogues with really experienced actors like that, uh, yeah, okay, sometimes it 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 can be a little. Um, it can look a little bad, but I think sometimes I, it, it also just works because it's like they're talking to their teachers, and kids talking to their teachers usually sounds pretty um, unnatural in a way. Yeah, because you've got a little kid talking to an adult. So, yeah, yeah look, I, it, to be honest, it's something that doesn't really. I mean, having watched it again just recently, um, it didn't really bother me at all. Yeah, so. I'd say it, nothing. I would say there was nothing that really I couldn't just kind of explain with. They're just a kid, and like kids do talk in weird ways that don't always sound natural. Yeah, you're 100%. You know. So I think they definitely use the child actors to the best of their abilities. Yeah, they do. Okay. So, uh, Damien, this is the first in a pretty long series. Uh, do you recommend or not recommend Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone? I'd recommend it. I had a lot of time. I had a lot of fun watching it. Um, like I said, like, you know, the plot is paced out in a weird way, but definitely an enjoyable way that kept me intrigued with the world and then this kind of mystery that was going in the background. 
Uh, I'd say like the last, there's like the last sequence where it's kind of doing their own little trial things. If you've seen the film, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I think those like, they go really by really quick, but in a way that's done very well and doesn't feel rushed. Uh, overall, I just really enjoyed this film. I'm looking forward to the next few in the series. Yeah, uh, well, I'm pretty much going to echo what you said. Uh, I really enjoy this film. I like it. I've, as I said, I've seen it probably in excess of ten times, and I I like it just as much. Um, I, well, I'm not going to say I like it just as much as the first time, but I didn't like it the first time. I uh, you like I, it I, more than the first. I, time. I like much more than the first time. I I like this film. Um, a lot. I'd, I'd say it's slowly crept up on me and it's become one of probably my favourite films, really. I mean, if you think about the amount of times I keep watching it, obviously um, it's something that's really important to me. Um, you know, I think that... It, it's funny because I, I said at the at the beginning that I my initial impression was that I was just annoyed that it, it didn't stick to the plot exactly as the book had it. But really, in hindsight, this was probably probably the most faithful of, of all of the films to, to the book, Partly, pa- partially because the, the first book has the simplest plot, but, but this was really faithful to the book. I mean, th- this, this absolutely captured it, and, uh, and that was a big task. It was, it was hard to do. So, yeah, look, absolutely, I recommend this film. I think it's great. Um, I love Harry Potter, and this is a great introductory film into that series. So uh, the highest of recommends for me for Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Okay, so that about does our review. Um, next time we'll be coming back to review Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the second in this series. So we look forward to seeing you then. But uh, until then, uh, have a good week.